0: Hi everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It's Friday morning, which means it's time for the weekend review and preview conversation, where my guests will recap how markets have performed over the past few sessions and preview what you can expect in the week ahead. Today's conversation primarily focuses on the July Fed meeting minutes, treasury yields, and this week's economic data responses. Joining us for the conversation, I'm glad to welcome back Danny Kessler, Asset Allocation Strategist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Danny, welcome, we're happy to have you.
1: Thanks, Siobhan. Happy to be on.
0: Of course. So let's get started. Let's begin with the Treasury yields, which earlier this week hit their highest level this year. What's driving the movement, and how have equities been impacted?
1: Yeah, indeed they have, Siobhan. Um, actually, as of yesterday's close, the 10-year Treasury yield was at its highest level in 15 years after falling to as low as 3.75% just, just a month ago. So it's gone up 50 basis points. Uh, the move index jumped this week, and the S&P 500 fell around 2% in response. Just for listeners who don't know, the move index measures uh, volatility in rates markets. Uh, Equities are also sensitive to interest rates, particularly growth stocks, so higher rates are bad for both stocks and bonds. So there were a few factors that we believe led to the rise in interest rates. Uh, Firstly, there has been global upward pressure on yields following the Bank of Japan's decision to ease its yield curve control policy earlier than expected. So this decision from the Bank of Japan widens the upper and lower bounds on yields on Japanese bonds. Then also here in the U.S., the Treasury Department announced an increase in bond issuance to around $1 trillion for both the third and fourth quarters. Those simple supply and demand dynamics will tell you that a rise in supply leads to a decrease in prices, which in the case of bonds, results in higher yields. This announcement comes as investors are already grappling with the decision of rating agency Fitch to downgrade the U.S. government from its AAA credit rating. Downgrades in credit score indicate a higher risk of default, which investors are compensated for with higher yields. So, more pressing question for investors is probably what this recent rise in interest rates means for their investment decisions. In CIO, we continue to reiterate our preference for high-quality bonds, especially relative to equities for which we view valuations as unattractive currently. Despite the recent downgrade from Fitch, we do not expect the move to have material-lasting effects on stock or bond markets, similar to the last downgrade that happened in 2011. Current U.S. Treasury Secretary and former Chairwoman of the Fed, Janet Yellen, was quoted as saying that the decision from Fitch would not change what Americans, investors, and people all around the world already know. That treasury securities remain the world's preeminent safe and liquid asset and that the American economy is fundamentally strong. So yields continue to look attractive at these levels as the Fed nears the end of its rate hiking cycle.
0: So turning to the July Fed meeting minutes, which was released on Wednesday, the meeting had delivered a rate hike, which was anticipated. Are there any notable takeaways from this release and what are CIO's expectations for the upcoming September meeting?
1: Yeah, Siobhan. uh, the, The thing about the Fed is that like, like you were saying, that that rate hike was anticipated. They're, they're very transparent these days. So there aren't usually a, a lot of surprises with the, meet, the meetings or the minutes. Um, and, and the minutes have become much less of an event than they have been in the past. Uh, this time, they, they didn't really provide any real surprises. The Fed continues to be data dependent. And with inflation continuing to moderate back to normal levels, the end of the rate hiking cycle continues to look closer if it has not already been reached. Uh, rate markets are currently pricing in around a, a 10% chance of a, a hike at the next meeting in September and only a 27% chance for another hike for the rest of the year, or sorry, just for the next two meetings on that one. Uh, it is worth noting that next week there is the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium uh, that will take place between August 24th and August 26th. It's not likely that anything noteworthy about the short-term outlook will be discussed, but one topic that might come up is R-star, which is the equilibrium real Fed funds rate uh, that might be addressed at, at the symposium. It's possible that equilibrium rates may remain higher than recent Fed estimates uh, in their most recent minutes, and that would be consistent with a higher for longer outlook for rates.
0: So there were several economic data releases from this week, and I want to speak about as many as we can. What are some of those takeaways that you can share with us?
1: Sure. Yeah, there there were quite a few, Siobhan. Nothing was quite as important as the CPI inflation print last week, um, but we did get a a good number of of economic data releases this week. Uh, One, The most notable one was probably retail sales. They they came in quite strong. Uh, Amazon Prime Day was a big driver of that. Even without Prime Day, uh, non-store sales would have still showed a strong gain. Um, you take a look at the GDP now for the third quarter, it's up to 5.8%, which is a mark not many economists would have guessed uh, earlier this year. That number is likely to come down as more data comes in, but the outlook for growth continues to pr- surprise to the upside. Uh, the retail sales definitely reinforced that this week, uh, and growth just continues to appear above trend again in the third quarter. Uh, for another economic data point that, that came out last or this past week, uh industrial production was also stronger than expected. Uh That one was mostly recovering from declines in June, though. So the overall trend still looks flat, but the outlook for growth continues to surprise to the upside.
0: So turning to next week, Danny, what should investors be mindful of?
1: Yeah. So, again, uh plenty of data releases next week. None are really likely to move the needle too much. Uh, especially relative to things like a, a Fed decision or um, inflation prints. Uh, but there is plenty of home sales data coming in next week, along with several manufacturing activity indices. The week will end with results of the University of Michigan survey, which will provide insights into consumer sentiment and inflation expectations, which the Fed likes to see anchored and, and not rising too much. Like I mentioned before, the the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium figures to be the most important economic event of the week as the summer begins to wane to a close.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Danny. You definitely updated us on such a busy week. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on, Trevon. Pleasure. Happy Friday, everyone.
0: Of course. Happy Friday, Danny. Again, today we have been joined by Danny Kessler, asset allocation strategist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our listeners, Top of the Morning is a part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering as well as the UBS Trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Siobhan Chapman, and thank you for joining us.